Welcome to LA Yam Podcast. Know your roots. This is a podcast to create a community of young adults in LA by getting to know each other, by talking about our life and faith, and sharing our stories. Through this, not only do we want to get to know each other, but also by having this community, we want to love God, support our true parents, and embrace each other. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Know Your Roots, hosted by Judy, Morin, and Takamasa. Today, we have another guest from our community. Please welcome Masataka Asaoka. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In different ways, but they can't see. They can't see. (laughs) Yeah, he is sending a lot of heart. Yes, love, 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 love. Yes, love, love. Yes. All right. So, all right. So, uh, welcome, Masataka. Yeah, happy to have you. Um, And I'm happy to introduce you by by going over some of your bio that you've given us. So let's see, let's go bio age, you're 33 years old. Mm. What year is that? What year is that? What year were uh, you born? Year 1988, year of the dragon. You're the dragon. The zodiac, the zodiac sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Nice. Huh? Young, young, for you. Asian zodiac, right? Is it yeah. Asian zodiac? A- Asian zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and then born in Hayward, California. Where's okay. Hayward? Where's Hayward? Hey, uh, that's a Bay Area. Uh, mm. Actually, I knew Reverend Thompson when I was a kid, kind of a little baby. Yeah, mm. around the area, Bay Area. Yeah. And then moved to Oregon at. When you were three, three years old? With my parents. Yeah. 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 Okay. And things you love to, you love to do art. Interested in filmmaking since high school. Yeah. Is there anything that happened in high school that got you interested? I think art class in general. I love to do landscape, uh, just images and also editing. I was in editing for a film and also uh, animation in high school in uh, senior year. I was doing that. Mm. So really got into that. Did you like drawing too? So yeah, sketch drawing, some Dragon Ball characters. Um, and <laughs> Dragon like, Ball. Yeah, as a classic. You can't, uh, yeah, everyone, everyone was doing that. I was a craze back then. Pokemon. Actually, you know what? Pokemon was pretty big. Right, um, right. Had to draw. Everyone had to draw Pikachu, and so that was my go-to uh, Pokemon card to draw with Pikachu. So it's pretty good. Yeah, I did yeah. that too. Nice. <laughs> a, a little bit of a generation gap with me, but yeah, I can share Dragon Ball. <laughs> I can share Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then says. Went to army at 17 years old. So right after high school, is that you went to yeah, join the I, army? I actually had my birthday, my 18th birthday in, in boot camp. 
Mm. And wow. so I was, I was 17 when I first joined. My parents had to sign like a permission slip. Yes, my son can join. <laughs> so yeah, I was pretty young. I was straight off, uh, fresh from uh, senior year high school. Yep. Mm. Wow. Why, why, why did you decide to go? Uh, maybe I can explain more detail later, but I think it was mostly because I wasn't so much of an academic type person. And I've always wanted to do things, I think it may be a little different because everyone was going to, uh, you know, GPA, I mean, STF. Um, and I was like, and then actually my recruiter came to me and he just asked, he, he called me on the phone. Uh, he's half Hawaiian, half Japanese guy. Hey, have you thought about the army? And I was like, you know, no, not really. And then he just kind of, you know, talked me into it. <laughs> so I was like, hey, it's, you know, yeah, it looks, looks pretty good, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he sold you, huh? <laughs> he sold me into a soldier. He sold me into a soldier. Got my arm. Yeah. Um, okay, and then I guess it's a it's a chronological, I guess. So it's you went to GPA. Uh, first time it became GPA. Very, uh, very first time. Yeah. What year? What year? Or what age was that? And what year was that? Uh, I was twenty three. I think it was. Uh, 2012 so mm. it's been about nine years okay yeah, yeah. Mm. so you were in army for five years six years um actually i was in for a couple of years so it wasn't yeah it wasn't uh long oh <laughs> was, okay yeah i can maybe explain more more yeah. later. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, and then maybe a little later, why you went to GPA too? Because it's, if it's the first year, I, I would be, I would I, be kind of, uh, yeah, I would be kind of hesitant. Maybe if it's the first year too, but there must have been a good reason for you to do that too. Yep. And then, and then, well, the champion for fourteen forty-day workshops. I think. Trying to set the record there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I was there about 14, I think, including the 21 days and the three days and the year I was there. It was a total about that time, about 14. Oh, wow. So I, I was actually going to go work there as a media team in filmmaking, but there was a lot of different changes happening at the time. And I was really fired up about it. You know, there was a staff member who said, hey, just keep attending the workshops. And I had savings up and I was like, you know, I love Jump Young. I love this atmosphere. I really need this virtual, uh, yeah. rich, you know, so but and in, in the end i just it didn't work out came to la but nonetheless i love i loved uh my decision to come to america mm. back to la so when was that 2000 after gpa right so 2014 yeah, two, yeah about 2014 15 and mm. then 2000 and then we had the gtg and then 2016 i came over here or end of 2015 mm. came over here and 16 was the, the first full year Wow. So yeah, was, this was the, this was the two years in Korea. You were in Chongqing, and then you did one year of English teaching English, and then learning Korean and working on filmmaking over there. That was yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I was like workshop leader for the international team for Ooh. the majority of the time for the workshop time, and also Chongqing. <laughs> oh, so you did this? I did the yeah. yoke. Yeah, I did. I did. That was the main, you know, huh, huh, yeah. Uh, you know, like, yeah, it was, it was a rush. It was really, yeah, I really felt a lot of, a lot of Holy Spirit there. It was really intense, but it was a lot. It, I, 
it's an invaluable experience. Yeah, for mm. sure. And also doing, making the 40 day, uh, like birthday party videos. I was making that over there as well during the year. Mm. That's what caught attention to my filmmaking as well. And, um, my desire to stay. I just remembered, but I think I saw you for the first time at Chongpyeong. International <laughs> workshop. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Were you yeah. high high school student or something? I was high I was high school. Were you there 2012? I I think it was in GPA, but were you doing yoga then too? I think. No, 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 no. I was like, I was in high school. This was, oh my gosh, 2008 maybe? Were you there like 2008, 9, 10? 2009. That was a first 40 day. Okay. Oh, I was in the summertime. 2009. Were you, you one of like the rowdy ones? No, I was really, I was, I, I'm a, I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm introvert or extrovert, but I was really introverted that time because everything was so mm. new. Okay. Oh, maybe then it was that. Okay. Maybe it was someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Okay. Could be, could be. Oh, wow. Yeah. But nonetheless, yeah, I think we probably met. I think, time. yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Mm. But do you still remember all the Korean language you learned in Korea? Uh, <laughs> oh, chokum. Oh, chokum? Oh. Yeah, oh. <laughs> wow. So he studied a uh, full semester in full Korea. Semester. But oh. I was also doing filmmaking while I was studying and they were going oh. really fast. <laughs> I actually made like a short film for like our final project, but it was all in Korean. So oh. but I spent a lot of time editing that video, but it was really cool. But most of the mm -hmm. studies I learned was actually just through like um, conversation and things like that and family pledge. And family pledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've, we've all experienced that, right? In Korean family pledge. Mm. Um, let's see. And then uh, worked for H headquarter in New York uh, media since 2015. So do you work for them still? Do you work for? Um, I think due to budget cuts, not anymore. Um, I was yeah. never gotten the contract, but funny story, Damien Dunkley, I met Damien mm. Dunkley the first time at GTG when it was there, 2015. And I just knocked on the door, opened it up, and there was Damien Dunkley right there. Yeah. And I was like, I would like to film for the workshop for GTG. And it says, hey, there's one spot left. I'm like, I'll do it, you know. Yeah. And we made that GTG video, like a, kind of a, not Star Wars one. Yeah. It was like, just like, <laughs> nice, nice, impossible nice. one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's really nice to have it captured in a different, yeah, in a different way. It's more, it's more fun and it gets a more emotional if you do it like that. Yeah. But uh, for those who don't know, who's Damien Dunkley? Yeah, Damien Dunkley, he was the uh, the leader here in U.S. Uh, for Family Federation for World Peace. And so now uh, Dr. Young, which is now the leader here in U.S., uh, he, they switched positions. So now he's in Asia and he was also he was an evangelist. He was a pastor in Las Vegas for a while. And then he was uh, pastoring and doing evangelistic work in New York and also mm -hmm. just working over there. And all, he was also head of me, uh, working with media. Mm. and he, he's still doing a lot of media on instagram and also like a lot of yeah. uh, posts mm. he has his own like youtube channel right i i saw he's like doing like self-quarantine video or something yeah <laughs> right yeah, he's, yeah he's doing that and yeah definitely media is a very powerful tool so he's definitely using that for for the good of all people 
All right. And then you've been here in LA for five years since 2015. So, you, yeah, seems like I know you, I've known you longer, but yeah, 2015. And then you're currently helping the community with, uh, with media and filmmaking for very, the, for the Providence. So many activities going on, I guess. Yeah. You've seen your work. Yeah. We've seen your work in various places. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, thank you very much for sharing your bio and going over um, going over them with us. And now I'd like to hand it over to Judy. <laughs> yes. All right. So now we are going to move into the heart of the podcast where we can learn about you a lot more. So let's dig deep in your roots. Okay, so first question is about your faith. I mean, everything is about faith, but what is your root of faith? And um, like, was there any moment where you decide to commit to your faith? Yeah, I think uh, number one, number two kind of go hand in hand. Um, but I'll just, yeah, for this question, I really was solidified my faith and also just brought me more into spirituality uh, was, was my experience in Chumpyong was actually the 40 day uh, workshop. Um, mm -hmm. I think just to go a little briefly in my life in general, I wasn't so connected um, comprehensionally about the divine principle. Like I would go to church, be there, go to, you know, go to summer camps, be there, and maybe, you know, have a few conversations. But most of the time, the, my level of kind of understanding deeply about divine principle or who your parents are um, was really limited. And it was like that for a long time. And but really Chumpyong solidified it for me um, and who two parents are. Um, I remember the second time I was there in 2009, it was autumn time. That was the 40 day workshop that did it for me. I was meditating more and more to myself, really focusing on the divine principle, even crying, you know, during like the, the testimony, even like just reading the divine principle and just experience on the team, things like that. And so I was really understanding more and felt God, God and spirituality more there. For sure, uh, it was definitely Chompyong. Yeah. So, why you decided to go Chompyong forty days for when you went there for the first time? Like, was there any specific, like, person just, like suggested you, or any like something happened? What What was it? Oh, actually, I lied. Um, I went there when I was like twelve years, thirteen years old, like a long time ago. Went for like a couple of days or three days, mm. and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. There was like a concert there. But like to actually go really there, uh, yeah there was like some concert going on like some kind of <laughs> i forgot what it was and then i remember i remember eating ramen and it was really spicy and i, <laughs> I, I like barfed it out <laughs> so i didn't really know what jumping was until like i really actually but after the army um i was having a hard time uh actually i was going through a lot of stress in the military and just mm. adapting back to civilian life was really hard for me and so mm -hmm. when I went back to Oregon, a few church members were talking about, oh, we're going to take a trip to Chumpyong. What's Chumpyong? And say, so, oh, it's this place in Korea. Oh, is that the place where I, you know, had that experience and had ramen over there? And it's like, okay. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, it's, it's, you know, people get healed there. And, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I was like that. And then I knew, like, I had to go there. Like, it was in my heart to go there. And so mm -hmm. it, it was a help from other people. And we took a trip over there with three other, I took a trip there with uh, three other sisters from Oregon. And yeah, it was definitely worth it. I think really God was bringing me there. Um, mm. 
So you are really willing to go there? Um, no, I, actually, when I heard about it, and I, I knew that I was struggling a lot with uh, a lot of stresses uh, post, and it was something I really, when I heard more deeply about it, like mm -hmm. just the first conversation was just like, huh, okay. But then I was thinking about it more and more. I felt really called to go, and I, I really wanted to go because I just mm -hmm. was seeking, seeking healing or seeking spirituality or se seeking a place mm -hmm. like that. And I wasn't, I didn't know there was a workshop, you know, or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like. What does a workshop mean? Like a. <laughs> um, I see. Because like my my perspective or maybe Japanese perspective, like Chongpyo, when we hear Chongpyo, we always think about only like a Chanyang. Yeah. A lot of people like <laughs> spanking. <laughs> like, right, right, right. So I'm like, when I went there for the first time, I was like, I don't want to come back here. And, you know, like, I don't want to be here anymore. That was my first time. So that's why I was like, I've never done any 40 days workshop, even though, you know, Japan is really close to Korea, but I was always kind of scared of going 40 days. I mean, I want to go, but yeah, I didn't do. So it's nice you really felt the call and you wanted to heal or your spirit felt like you need to go, right? Yeah, it just felt like this is it. This has got to mm. be good. Yeah, so it was a good experience. Yeah. So like which part of Chongpyong was really help, helped you to feel the root of faith? like? Was it meditation or was it like lecture? Um, I think it was a combination of everything, really the whole schedule uh, from, from morning to evening time, the prayers and going up to the tree, uh, even the prayer hall. And I think uh, just listening to divine principle and even standing up there and saying the divine principle, I really felt like a strong spirit, like, you know, just got kind of God speaking through everybody, actually, when you get the time to speak up there. Um, it's it's being like manifest in your in your spirit uh but ultimately i think it, it is chung young uh even though it is scary it is really weird <laughs> to go there <laughs> i wouldn't recommend bringing a a guest you know just but i think chung young is actually really special because that's like the only place to really liberate you know those deeper uh things uh, ancestrally whatever you know so they can be freed and so i think it's a really special place that you father uh you know father moon really devoted a lot of time and effort and conditions to do so. And so I felt after knowing that, I was like, wow, Chongyang is actually, this is a really special place. <laughs> mm. so I really, I really, in the long run, it was Chongyang for me. Mm, wow, that's amazing. Yep. Um, but have you, like, what was your struggle with your faith? Mm. Like, maybe that happened before Chongpyong or in Chongpyong or I don't know, wow. after, but like, yeah, can you share any, like your struggle or challenge that you had? Yeah, uh, actually, yeah, I think this may sound more, more clear about if maybe this might make more sense. Uh, if you guys know a little bit of my kind of life, kind of in a sum, in a nutshell, I don't want to take too long, but I think first and foremost, I wrote here like life is faith you really like every single day you make choices you have intellect emotion and will and every single step in consciousness you make is is that um you know i, I had uh, in retrospect to look back um sometimes um as a whole like we're not really given the best circumstances in life or best uh 
playing cards or whatever it may be. We don't really choose, you know, who we're going to, you know, yeah, times or even like um, what happens to us at times. And when I was 12, actually, I was at a summer camp and this um, I actually had a, a head injury and it was someone through like a rock and I had like a lot of a lot I lost a lot of blood and I had a concussion mm. um, oh, no. after, after that like I got stitches and everything but honestly speaking after that life wasn't really the same for me mm. I felt like uh, I couldn't focus more in school and this is right before high school and uh, I was doing really poorly uh, after that and I thought it was something else but then along the along the way um, I was really struggling with uh, you know being focused and um, I had a lot of kind of like a self kind of destructive attitude really like kind of holding stuff in a lot of rage within myself and I really felt like that was uh, something I was holding in and uh, it really affected my life. And so actually school wasn't really, really so good for me. <laughs> really, I felt mm. I was just enduring it just to be there presently and mm, getting average. And I, I finally, you know, graduated, but it was, it was tough. Um, and then, you know, uh, and then I joined, the, I decided to join the army because I thought maybe I could, maybe this is a better fit for me. Um, I kept enduring this uh, and going and going. And mm. no, actually, before I went to the army, um, my mom gave me a divine principle book. And the divine principle book, I was like, okay, thanks, mom, whatever. <laughs> I, read, I read three pages of it. And I was like, during the third page, I was just like super tired. And I was like, okay, I'll put this, I'll read it somewhere other time. Never, never read it again. <laughs> or never yeah, read it's, it's hard. Book. It's hard book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like college level, like all this intellectual. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay I, I don't know and um I put it away and just I went through army and army boot camp was actually something that I really enjoyed really um, the wow. boot camp itself was something I was like you know I was a face banner holding the flag I was you know sounding off going really crazy but you know I, <laughs> it, was, it was really cool I was really pushing myself a lot and mm. um and so but there was a down point after that uh I was stationed in Texas and, uh, you know, again, just kind of keep pushing, keep pushing. And it was a different environment. You know, soldiers are coming back from being overseas. Uh, a lot were getting uh, into fights with each other. A lot were drinking a lot. Um, a lot were even committing suicide on base. And, um, oh. yeah, after, after some time, like, I was trying to, you know, do my best, pushing myself again and again. And, oh. again, I, was, um, I wasn't really a man of faith back then. Like, I didn't really have a prayer life or a, you know, uh, church members, I would really talk to deeply about faith or prayer with people. I just kind of sucked it up. Mm. But there came a point that I went through a deep, deep depression uh, and deep anxiety where I uh, ended up blocking myself in the room. In the base? In the barracks. Uh, and yeah, this was a time where it was kind of, everybody was noticing it. And then Mm. I was having a lot more anxieties uh, building up within myself I and see. I knew that, and other people were noticing um, that I was kind of off and uh, anxiety was building up within myself. And so you know, eventually I did uh, get out of the army um, mm. uh, on an honorable discharge, but it, it took a time where, you know, they had a new leadership switch out and this ca new captain came in and he noticed that I was uh, going through like a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff and then we had a conversation and then um i got out and so yeah to um and it you know 
I was at the point where I was on suicide watch. Um, I, mm. I was having those uh, feelings of doing that. Like I was living on the top floor of, a, of the, of the uh, base and thinking about, you know, taking my life or jumping from a car. All these thoughts were coming into my, he my head. Oh, and so, wow. yeah, it became more and more real for me. And then, um, yeah, that was a really dark time, but he, he eventually helped me to get out. Mm. Um, going back home was, was tough was really tough for me actually because i didn't know what to say to everyone else and i felt like a mm. failure a really big failure not only to oh. myself but over, after some time the the other uh soldiers over there um and even to like my country too mm. and ultimately um it hit me uh even to this day i think like you know um still feel really kind of bad about it but i'm doing my best to just you know give back you know Right. Uh, which connects to the, the thing and um i think about afghanistan right now you know what, what it went through and actually my company went to afghanistan or right after I, I left and it just really saddens me to all that sacrifice and service and people uh losing mm. their life you know for one week for it to be uh you know just you know taken away run over like that you know after 20 years mm. and so um without going too over the table here, but that's really why I got into film. Um, making films actually helps me to express uh, visually to create more peace, you know, how to prevent these uh, different things from happening. You know, we're, we're uh, members in the movement. We know the divine principle. We know how there was division between countries, even North and South Korea and different uh, ideologies branching out. And so I really feel like through my studies and Chumpyong, with my filmmaking skills from, since high school, everything else, like my passion, my, connection was just to really do that you know shoot with a shoot with a camera not a gun so really Chumpyong helped me a lot to heal um still in the process to be honest <laughs> um making films also to help me express I, I wasn't really someone who was easy to express things when I was younger and that really um got got me into like uh, a lot of this uh self-destructive self-destructive mindset so actually creating films helped me to get all this out of the mind and just really to create something to really feel uh you know that i could communicate to the world mm. and um it's been building up from there and uh it's been a blessing though this journey but I, I really feel like there's a lot more to do honestly speaking even uh studying about the korean war you know i, I was crying uh, in this room when i was editing just for the hyojin conference mm. like really what they're going through and everything like that and i just felt you know uh i may have put my like I, I may have sworn in to serve the country like oh sorry guys oh yeah that's nice though you understand more the yeah <laughs> army perspective but i think my uh my true service is like serving providence right mm -hmm. that that you know some people say oh i really wish i could be a patriot i you know even mark <laughs> mark is like <laughs> I really wish I would have joined the military. I really wish I really want to be a patriot. I tell Mark every time, if you want to be a patriot, love your country, you know, give back to your country. And uh, mm -hmm. making movies for that is also, is that, is giving back. And being right, a patriot, right, so. right. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's nice though. Um, your filmmaking is really helping you to, you know, overcome um, your challenge or struggle and um, you are really like i feel like you are really paying back paying back or like returning 
a lot of love to this country and this church, Providence. So that's really nice. And um, but uh, do you think like filmmaking is really like helping you to maintain your faith, or is there any other way, like to like the the helping to yeah. maintain your faith? I think that that's like. Like that's what keeps me going is films uh, to like think about the next thing to, to do, but also really friends of faith when I get together with people who have the same mindset and who mm. can, uh, yeah, really connect, just have a good time as, as well. I think like on that horizontal plane mm. and just to really share what we're going through, because I, I, I feel and I've deeply experienced that like we may feel like we're going through like a lot of things on our own. Mm. It's actually we're going through a lot of things maybe on different levels, but ultimately like in commonalities. And so I just kind of having that time and space to share in mm. a group. Um, and um, yeah, just nice. prayer, prayer and going to church, really. Mm. <laughs> but like you are not from LA, right? Like you came here from Oregon or even South Korea. But like, how did you made those like friend of faith? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. I don't know where I'm from again, really. Um, <laughs> Spiritually born here, physically born there. Um, how did I meet friends of faith? Yeah. I, actually, I just like, it, yeah. yeah. It was like, a, for me, it was very hard to make friend or like even like someone like I can deeply um, share about what I'm feeling or like, you know, like share, talking about faith. It was hard for me. So, yeah, I just want to know how, how did you meet your friends of faith yeah actually it, it, for a, the longest time uh i know i knew people from like summer camps back in like washington state mm. but it was really when i went to champion because like everybody from all around the world goes there and i still, <laughs> I still can contact people uh like friends even i met people from la and you know champion oh really like, i mean like well well like like marine, marine was there marine. <laughs> But <laughs> Abe was there, like Seijin Shiratori, and like a lot of other people, and yeah, from like all over the country, and also like you know Europe, and and so I, I started to build more of like that artistic and spiritual connection with uh, people in Korea. However, it was a challenge because like when you're in the workshop, you can't really talk so much because you have to focus. But at That's the end true. of the day, at the end of the day, like you know, like after the workshop, hey man, you know, how's it going? with the contact? Yeah, <laughs> and so. But then, and then when I went to LA, it started to kind of develop more. And also GPA, actually. GPA was a, a place where um, I, I developed a lot of uh, friendships over there, friends of faith. And also GPA to me is like Generation Peace Academy. But I mean, I was a guy who was say a lot of puns. I would call it <laughs> GPA Generating Puns Academy. I don't know. I would, I would generate a lot of puns there. And then people, people would know me from that. And I think I went to GPA as well, just because like, I didn't really do like a full year term of like a mm. uh, church activity. And so oh. I had some free time and I wanted to go there before it was too, too late. I mean, <laughs> 23 is kind of late, but I think I didn't want to be like, really. So yeah, mm. I just wanted to kind of experience and also meet new uh, members, not only from like the West Coast, but like. I see. Wow. <laughs> so, so you decided to go GPA or was there anyone like suggested you to go to GPA? Um, How did you hear about it? Yeah, my brother actually went to SDF like 10, oh. 10 years before I went to GPA and you still, have a brother yeah I have a brother he's in the army now actually another oh. fun fact is I joined the army then my brother joined the army from the same recruiter 
Oh. And he's, uh, I'm, I'm 33. He's four years, 37 now. So mm. he's been in ever since. He's wow. been in ever since, since uh, 2005. Wow. It's been a, it's been a while. Wow. 15, 16, 16 years or 15 years. Wow. So yeah, he's a chief warrant officer of second, second class, something like that. He's a yeah officer. Mm. So yeah, every brother and a sister. She does, uh, my sister's in Oregon. She does massage therapy. Mm. Wow. So your brother went to SDF and then he suggested you to go to GPA. Well, actually, my right? brother, my brother had the really, he had a, a lot of intense experiences, especially in Texas. Mm. Yeah. And also he broke his foot and then he had to come back. Oh, no, <laughs> he wasn't really the one like to really promote it. But um, I just felt like when well, my brother went there and then um, he, you know, a lot of a lot of other members were recommending GPA. And I just thought, you know, my course is really weird. I went army, then GPA. It doesn't really make so much sense. <laughs> so I was like, OK, I'll just go now and I'll do GPA. Mm. and um yeah and you had a good time i had a good time went to trinidad tobago uh we did ballroom dancing i think that was a lot the first oh. maybe the second year we did ballroom and then the last year we did ballroom dancing so <laughs> that was kind of new um, wow i see yep. so the next question is about um about blessing what are uh -huh. your thoughts about the blessing you know, because it's young adult topic, <laughs> blessing, you know, everyone starts thinking about it and, um, you know, maybe there's hard time too, but what is your thought? I think the blessing is good. <laughs> <laughs> good? Okay. <laughs> I think the blessing is great. Um, no, I think the blessing is ultimately um, without sounding too, like, you know, just like, textbook wise it is really like the ultimate it's beyond marriage itself mm. you know just looking at it it looks like it is marriage it mm. is like man women coming together but it's really you know beyond that it's like really serving the community and, and going beyond just you know loving each other loving the whole mm. world really um and really i think god's ultimate um yeah god's ultimate uh, salvation really mm. really liberate god's heart understanding that there's like total liberation in the heart and, and lineage and a lot of yeah so i think i'm blessed to be alive <laughs> and i true <laughs> eventually i i eventually i will get blessed <laughs> mm. yeah that's right yes, yeah eventually. do you like preparing yourself for the blessing or okay so funny funny story actually so mark okay mark moore actually gave me this uh he gave you something. <laughs> he, he didn't give me a wife. <laughs> he didn't give me a wife. <laughs> but anyway, he gave me this like Wanhua Do uniform, this kata. Oh, okay. It says Wanhua Do, and I was like, that's really cool. I don't, and I, I never really wore it. And actually, Doctor Yang, he came over to Pasadena House, oh. and on the last day, or he came over to LA for that, you know, time. And then on the last day, he was at Pasadena House. I was like, I had this idea, like I'm gonna get that kata bring it downstairs and maybe ask Dr. Young if he could sign it. And then I got down on my knees. and like, all right, here, Dr. Young, can you sign this? He's like, oh, sure. Pulls out the pen. He's like, he stops right there. He's like, I'll sign this under one condition. He's like, I'm like, uh oh, room was all quiet. And he's like, I can sign it only if you accept. 
the spouse that I accept for you. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then everyone's like, Mastaka say, uh, Ernesto Gomez is like, Mastaka say yes. You know, I'm like, oh. and I was like, nay. Oh, <laughs> that means nay. yes. I guess in Korean, but also English. No, <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Day, right? <laughs> but anyway, um, but anyways, I don't know. But I think, and that's, and then I went to Oregon after, right after that because I got scared. No, um, <laughs> well, I, I went to Oregon to visit family just to kind of talk about it and just you know see where my family is at and everything, and um, to really have a hard time with my parents, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I feel like um, you know, growing up. Um, I wasn't so much into, into faith life and now I am all of a sudden, not really all of a sudden, but, you know, like in the past. So I'm just really planning out, you know, um, how things would work, you know, where my parents would live and things like that. And so, and um, yeah, just um, kind of working on it. I think that, uh, basically just working on, you know, if he does have a suggestion <laughs> or what's going to happen, you know, so, but either way, I think there's many, um, you know, just talking about, you know, yeah. But, yep. So that's <laughs> what I wanted to share. And, I see. I see. Yeah, but he signed this actually. So. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> yeah, really cool. <laughs> Did you wear? I didn't wear. Um, oh, you did it? You gotta take a picture with the uniform you wear. It should be on your matching profile picture. Right. This <laughs> photo is for my future spouse. <laughs> oh. Um, actually, Dr. Young, he did Wahoo Ido before as well. Mm. fun fact for any yep have you i actually did i did a little bit in korean someone was teaching a little bit just this Mm. (laughs) and and just this how do you call this um yeah give Give and take okay or that's how you go okay yep that's but that's what really the the blessing means to me Mm. That's nice. <laughs> maybe she does one more though. I don't know. Maybe she. Will. I don't know. Yeah, she's waiting oh, yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So then the next one is, who are true parents to you? Maybe it sounds general, but yeah, who are true parents to you? Yeah, I think it's just that it's it's really just parents who are truly becoming the ideal. I mean, if you look about where we're at right now, um, mm-hmm. two parents achieving what they did, father in Hungnam prison, uh, two mother in so many circumstances, you know, following two father. They would have had it so much easier if the world wasn't in, in, the, in the fallen state as it was right now. And so two parents really, exempl- uh, really were the model of a parent in this situation and t- really taking, you know, from the individual all the way to the cosmic world. And so I really underst- understand their heart really uh, on that level. Mm. um and so they're really taking care of the world and that's really what who your parents are to me and um i think i think they will always do that unconditionally you know for mm. your for eternity parents who will do that for eternity and always be together mm. you know it's really sad to see um in, in today's society um so much divorce rates and everything like that and just a lot of conflict within fam- uh, you know marriages and everything but your parents are so so uh, so united um and they're really the parents who we long for they're the parents who will who will always be there for us yeah mm. and so have you seen them before or like do you have any episode with true parents um in yeah. 
Uh, it's a good question uh, because like, I had like, actually a really, really uh, vivid dream about you, Father. Oh. Um, I was, it was when I was going through a difficult time, I was swimming like on a lake and mm-hmm. then there was a boat. And so I swam to the over to the boat and then I was like underwater a little bit. Then this hand came up and I grabbed it, pulled me up to this boat. And then I sat in the boat and it was two, two fathers presence and his aura was so bright like the sun like yellow just bright and he was around like either late 40s or early 50s kind of you know face and he was just smiling there and then i grabbed his hand and it was super strong it was like it's like putting your hand like in an electrical socket it was just like <laughs> you know, like whoa this is really too father you know really oh. really strong energy and um i think that was around 2000 yeah thir- uh, 11 13 around that time Mm. I had that. Um, I saw I saw two father. Actually, I went to Jardim, Brazil when I was 12. Oh, 13. so two two mother and two uh, father were actually right behind us. Or no, sorry, in front of us. And we were behind them. And so we have a portrait of that. So two, the year 2000. Mm. Yeah, so we saw two parents there. And then again, uh, yeah, two mother doing rallies and also two father again in Las Vegas. He was talking over there. Yeah. I have a lot of experience and you are very spiritual too i have i've never dreamed about true parents i i would i wish i could but I, I never had that were you always like spiritual or like is it right after champion honestly it was right after champion like i had a i had an out-of-body experience in my first 40-day workshop and i was i had to really comprehend it for like an hour because i was like i literally left <laughs> left and came mm. back to my body <laughs> i was like whoa that was that was interesting you know <laughs> mm. um but it happened during chum chum yeah and then after that i i wanted to do it again but it never happened <laughs> really it, it's either you're going through a lot of stress or you have to really have enough mind and body units in control to really leave and but you know but anyways mm. i i just recommend staying here on earth you know hey <laughs> i mean enjoy it now i just don't want to get you know, um not here to do so i see i see <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so the oh, so it will be last question from main question part um this is key question too what does it mean to live a principal life yeah i think um you know when jesus said like whoever has sinned cast the first stone, oh whoever has not sinned cast the first stone nobody really threw the stone i don't think we're all perfect and we're, we're working towards that when I was growing up too, I always felt like we're living in a don't do mentality. Don't do this, don't date, don't do this and this and that. And it kind of creates like this rigidity. So I think living principle of life is really, what do we do? And I think ultimately to serve God and to really have the heart of attendance, um, to really live, live as, as Jesus, your parents have and a lot of uh, you know, people of faith have and so principal life to me is actually living in that realm of heart, uh, growing, growing into that every single day, learning that. Um, especially now, I think we're, we're entering in that era of doing so, um, of really focusing on that. Um, as Dr. Young mentions a lot in the morning devotions and everything. Um, and it's also, I think, really to think about the future, like leaving something positive behind um, Mm. and to really help out other people if they're going through a hard time you know what what to pass down on the next generations is not only to yolo i think yolo is you know good in some occasions but also to really like uh think about the next generation so principally it's 
you know, thinking about how, how do we make the next generation not go through so much suffering as we have. Mm. Um, and, and in that it's really, and I think we're every single day we're, well, at least I, I'm, you know, uh, kind of going through like this transformation where I'm slowly understanding what your parents are saying more and more. And mm. so, yeah, it's like that, it's really that journey. Um, service to true parents, service to God. Uh, um, and, you know, lit, I, I'll, it's, it's really sad, you know, hearing Jesus's life, really, you know, Jesus is the Messiah, but, you know, he wasn't also, he wasn't given like a lot of uh, the right circumstances a lot, you know, he was spit at, he was made, he made fun of, you know, made fun of, or also persecuted a lot. Mm. Beyond that, he still loved everybody. Mm. I think going, thinking about if I'm going through a hard time and how do I live a principled life? I always, if I do catch myself before I act out, I look and stop and think about Jesus. How did he love someone else that persecuted him? Um, same with uh, Father Moon, uh, our true father, you know, in Hungnam prison. How did he live a principled life when he was about to be put to death and being starved and tortured? Mm. And so I look at my life and circumstances here is, it's really good, you know? <laughs> So you're know, living a principal life is uh, doing the utmost to really follow, follow what, what, they've, what they've led and what they left for us to lead as examples, mm -hmm. how to pass that legacy on to the future. Yeah, it's nice to hear from you. You have a, such a deep thought about providence and true father, true mother, and everything. And I really, yeah, it was nice to hear all your thoughts. And thank you for sharing a lot. I really like, yeah, appreciate you being here. I felt like you're being honest and um, really nice to hear all of the stories. Yeah, thanks for thanks for uh, for having me on on this uh, podcast. I usually I, I was also starting like uplifting productions in the car interviewing people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to hear that, too. <laughs> you were yeah. doing um, show. Is that show or video? Yeah, I was like interviewing people. I got a GoPro, put it there on the on the car, and I was just doing it for fun. But then I realized I get to ask people about their passion, and then I think from that, just becoming a bridge, you know. And I think a lot of people have a lot to share. Um, mm. Yeah, and um, I want to start that up again, but mm. <laughs> just a lot of things happening, you know. Mm. You're busy making other films and videos. For yeah, providence. But yeah, we're preparing a, a ACLC event on the 25th oh. and uh, doing another one. And so I'm also working on one from Oregon and then uh, uh, a carp, a carp promotional video and just, and yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of those. Wow. Do you really enjoy making films, right? Because like for me, thinking about making film that like, I don't know, I feel like, oh, that's a lot of work. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But for you, <laughs> maybe it's like fun and like, uh, you really enjoy that? No, yeah, it's a good question because in the beginning it was like, oh my god, you know, when I was in Chumping, I would stay up till like four o'clock in the morning, like literally like in the <laughs> toilet stalls, and you know, in my own stall, like on the laptop, just editing the video and then getting like mm -hmm. one hour of sleep, waking up and be like, all right, guys, let's get this, you know. Um, but now I'm just like, okay, I'm I need sleep. I'm tired. This is kind of exhausting. <laughs> it's getting to the point where I'm like, all right, I really need a team here um mm. and yeah because editing is hours you know you, right. uh, film, you can film something for one hour but editing is like four to ten times longer time mm. to do so especially if it's like all this condensed special effects 
effects and timing of music right. and everything. How, yeah, how much you want to. But nonetheless, you know, I, I, I respect anyone who's editing out there because it's like, man, <laughs> we, share, we share pain. But after the pain, you get a lot of like happiness and. Um, That's the best part is just getting um, it done. The best yeah. part is completing it and then showcasing it. And then right, right, right. Getting that reaction from. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Right. Okay. So thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, now I will pass to Maureen for the closing. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm actually quite blown away um, from this podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> I there's so many things that I didn't know about you, um, and. I think you explained, like, explained, I think, the heart of, like, being a unificationist or what this is all about, like, really simply. Mm. It was a good reminder for me, because, um, yeah, I'm kind of struggling through with grasping, like, what what is it to live a principled life and interconnectedness and interfaith and all of these things. And so, yeah, thank you so much for being open and just vulnerable with a lot of the stuff that you shared. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah this is what it's all about so i'm glad that you're I'm yeah. Glad. yeah you're welcome <laughs> um and so masataka i would like you to popcorn our next guest i'm gonna popcorn a dear brother of mine he is a really gifted choreographer and dancer is also a carp leader uh his name is kodai abe yay kodai <laughs> um, and now we will send you guys off with the quote of the month so Mastaka please share your quote you mentioned it already but if you can yes. share that and also explain why you chose this quote yes um, the quote of the day is to shoot with a camera not a gun or rather instead of a gun of course we're living in this time where there's so much war and you no know, terrorists out there but I would rather be a person to create a peace that can create peace, that can create um, a solution instead of conflict, instead of war. Uh, right now, the reality for veterans is 22 veterans that, uh, a day, 22 veterans a day commit suicide. That's the reality that we're facing right now. And it's really terrible. And so what I wanna see to really end this is really to, how can we prevent war? How can we really come together and solve this? Uh, through making movies instead of that. And so I think if we all uh, see the similarities within each other uh, with these pieces and really inspire each other and see that we're not so different from one another originally, then we could prevent that. And so I just really pray that, you know, my efforts can conclude and really go to that. Please remember to try to shoot with a camera instead of a gun. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Um... And thank you everyone for listening to this episode. And please leave a review or any comments on Facebook group page or Instagram. Bye. 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 Thank you, Masataka. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>